Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today, we've got a lot of awesome compliance stories, and our first story of the day is from I Want a Secret Garden. Now you get to be HOA president. Two-parent malicious compliance. About 25 years ago, my parents built their dream house. Although the house is now in the middle of a large metroplex, when they built it, it was in the fringes of the countryside, with rapid development over two decades. When they bought the lot, they were the first to purchase from the developer. The developer sold to three original neighbors, my parents and two others, all at the end of a cul-de-sac in a row. The other streets in this plat became a large subdivision with a fancy name that would come to bear a lot of prestige but that meant being part of an HOA. They didn't want that. The developer wouldn't sell them the land without an HOA. If you aren't part of the community, you'll need to form your own HOA and get it approved. So my dad, with a beatific grin, said he would be the HOA president of our single suburban street. He and the two neighbors drafted the bylaws of their own HOA in strict accordance with the planned neighborhood, but they added a special provision that the president of the HOA could name a successor instead of having the street vote on one. Absent a majority rejection, the successor would be the president, essentially trying to avoid terms and campaigning, while still offering folks a way to dispute the HOA president, important for later. So, in the winter of 1994, my father very seriously took the thick black CD binder full of laminated and hole-punched instructions and pages on how to be a good HOA president and put that binder in the very back of a cabinet and forgot about it for the next 16 years. The homeowners of our street were not asked to pay an annual fee, and the HOA didn't police number of cars colors of front doors, or any other ridiculous standards HOAs enforce. As it was a quiet cul-de-sac, no one did anything more egregious than the occasional reckless teenager. Then a new family built a house across from us. It consisted of two children, a husband, and a stay-at-home mom we'll call Gladys. Kravitz for the Bewitched fans. Now Gladys was a real busybody. She would stand at the front windows of her house to watch and patrol which cars were using the cul-de-sac to turn around, when the houses down the street held events and parties and were using the front of her house to park for literally a night, and sending noise complaints to the police about barking dogs, her other neighbors' kids. They were six in a blended family. The other neighbors' cars. They were collectors, not even repairing cars, and other ridiculously petty things. She didn't have a job, so safety patrol became her whole identity. She would always hurry over to gossip whenever my mom was out taking the trash cans to the curb. Sadly, my dad contracted neuromuscular disease in 2005. It got bad quickly, and he was confined to a wheelchair. I learned to drive from my hardship license in a handicap van, and we had more than the usual number of cars due to round-the-clock caregivers in the later years. Gladys decided it was time to offer help to my poor mother who was slaving absurd hours just to keep the creditors at bay. Gladys very sweetly approached, expressed her sympathies for our struggles, 
pointed out the number of cars in our driveway and generously, so generously, offered to take over the president of the HOA duties if my father would name her successor. After being hounded the sixth or seventh time, and Gladys hinting that if my mom was struggling so much, maybe she could send my dad to hospice and move houses to something more suited. In fact, Gladys's best friend was looking for a house and would love to live across the street and buy our house. My mom freaking snapped. She basically told Gladys to stop asking and that her husband was dying and it was incredibly insensitive and rude to offer to kick us out of the neighborhood and take over just because she wanted clout to annoy the neighbors about letting kids play basketball after 6pm. Gladys responded nastily that my dad would have to name a successor because when he died soon, the HOA presidency would revert back for election. Okay then, Gladys, you're absolutely right. My dad should name someone the HOA president as his successor after his 16-year reign. Malicious compliance activated. After my dad died, my mom found out she was named as the next HOA president in my dad's will. Dad never said anything about it while he was alive, but his humor was always understated. Gladys was a pop... Gladys was apoplectic. She tried to overturn the successor claim and run against my mom, but nobody else on the street contested the choice. No one, all new neighbors after 20 years, even knew we had a special single street HOA. And for another nine years, my mom did absolutely nothing as HOA president. My mom had to sell the home in 2019 very unwillingly, as it was the house my parents built together, But with the development of the city, property taxes had risen too high and priced her out. I took a week off work to fly out and help her pack, and while packing up the house, we found my dad's OG 1994 HOA binder, bylaws and all. And of course, mom had to name an HOA successor, so this time she did comply. The malicious part was more against everyone else. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Very ceremoniously, LOL not, my mom finally named Gladys the president of the HOA and gave her the binder, which apparently has long since been digitized and something Gladys had been reading for fun in preparation of this moment. Apparently Gladys went rabid with the power as her kids had gone off to college and promptly charged everyone on the street $100 a month towards neighborhood incidentals. Supposedly for mowing the strip that people just mowed themselves, and a highly encouraged neighborhood barbecue one Saturday a month to address the neighborhood concerns. She also outlawed basketball hoops in driveways, dictated no cars could be parked on the street or in driveways but only in garages, Things like landscaping and holiday decor approval and other inane absurd power trips. My mom kept her next door app open and watched Gladys go down in flames. Three separate households moved and dropped long hate-filled call-out posts about Gladys making their lives a misery until they couldn't stand it anymore. That's three of twelve houses by the way. Yeah. Gladys wrecked the single street HOA with a quarter loss. Gladys got everything she wanted. My dad to name an HOA successor, my mom to name an HOA successor, for us to move away, and for her to finally be HOA president. And now everyone absolutely hates her, and no one will pay for her $100 or go to her barbecues. And before my mom finally deleted the street from her next door, it seems that the rest of the street had voted to hold an election for a new HOA president. Her tenure lasted six months. Gladys doesn't understand why people talk so fondly about my parents as the most ideal HOA presidents since they never did a thing. My mom is two years into her new home and does not miss the neighborhood anymore at all. I think it goes without saying that Gladys deserved the hate considering everything they wanted to do and ended up doing, but is everybody else that hears the story left wondering, why did they finally give in and give it to Gladys? Why not just hand it over to any other person that would just want to do nothing and let the street be the street? If you were offered the title of being the HOA president, knowing you'd probably get bothered by Gladys but beyond that you don't have to do anything, would you take it to protect the peace of the street? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Most High 8919 We're having dinner as a family. This story takes place in the late 90s when I was a child. I'm not from an English-speaking country, but my grandparents used to travel a lot back then. They brought us a digital camera from Japan some years before they were available at electronic shops and they also bought me several video games that were just released in the US. One day they brought me a copy of Pokemon Blue, but I had a very hard time getting to understand the game since I couldn't read English so well. I had a friend who was also trying to make sense of the game, so we would call each other every few minutes whenever we discovered something new. Being during the 90s, I had to dial my friend's family landline, 
and I would have to ask to speak to my friend whenever their parents would pick up the phone instead of him. My parents were already tired of having the phone ring every few minutes and then yell at me to pick up the phone since every time the phone rang, it was my friend. One night we were having dinner when the phone rang again. My parents were visibly annoyed at the constant interruption of peace and my mom told me in a very serious tone that I should go pick up the phone and tell my friend that I cannot speak right now since we're having dinner as a family and that I would call back later. Begrudgingly and feeling wronged, I stood up to go pick up the phone in the hallway. Turns out that the one that was calling was not my friend, but my grandma that was traveling in a distant continent during ungodly hours so that she could speak to my mom. That's when I saw my chance for malicious compliance and took it. I loudly said so that my mom would hear me in the dining room, Hi grandma, yes my mom is here but she can't pick up the phone right now since we're having dinner as a family. I went back to the dinner table to see my mom red in anger while my dad was trying really hard not to laugh. I mean to be fair though, like imagine ourselves in those parents positions where the kids keep calling back and forth and you usually had like maybe one main proper phone line at that point. That hallway is just gonna keep ringing every so often all throughout the day. Like in those parents shoes, you kind of understand why they're just like, just stop calling all the freaking time. It was bad enough as it was back then with telemarketers and spam calls because things just weren't so connected. It was way more expected for somebody to actually pick up a phone. And our final story of the day is from Chris Mig Monkey 4. Just bring me a freaking burger. Okay. So my boyfriend, male 30, insisted I needed to start a Reddit account because he's sure his parents would find it if he made one. Plus, I have stories and he insisted that I, female 24, should start with how we met. A malicious compliance story, so here we go. I, 22 at the time, was working at a mom and pop diner when my boyfriend and his four friends walk in and sit down at my table. I walked over with my, nothing in my world is wrong and my feet don't feel like they're about to fall off smile, and started with drinks. Round of waters and caffeinated beverages later, I was back to take their food order. I got down the first four orders with no problem and full on getting checked out by a couple of the boys, my boyfriend included, I'm considered pretty and I get that sometimes so I don't mind it. They all seem tired and most of them in a pleasant mood. The fifth friend, I'll call him Richard, Richard was short tempered and just wanted me to hurry and do my job instead of flirting, which I wasn't, just giggling more at their jokes. I lived off tips. When it was Richard's turn to order, he wanted a burger, but he wanted to change and add quite a bit. Not usually a problem, but he was talking so fast I had to keep repeating what he was saying to make sure I got everything right the first time and I didn't have to have his burger remade. He kept saying things like, are you slow? And just do your job and get me my burger. After I repeated his burger order four times and the rest of the table's order once, He got angry and bursted out, Yes, woman, you got it right. Now go back, put it in, and bring me out a freaking burger. I tried not to sigh and apologized, telling him, I'll bring it right out when it's done. I grabbed a few refills and apologized to a table nearby and went back and put in their orders. Then I had a thought, a rather devious thought. I have a bag of candy I keep in my bag for when I go home and pass by a neighbor's apartment. Single mother of four, The kids loved me and their mom loved it when I helped pick up her shifts when needed. Some of those candies were those gummy Spongebob Krabby Patty burgers. 
So I fished five out, put four in my pocket, and put one on one of our smallest plates. I brought it out to him and there was a full 10 seconds between when I set the plate down and Richard's four friends starting laughing. I said something like, I'm so sorry it took so long, sir, but it does take some time to throw together a freaking burger. I must have stunned him so bad he couldn't talk because he didn't yell at me or anything. I pulled out the other four and set them on the table asking for their continued patience and took some of their drinks to refill. I could still hear them laughing from the soda machines. In the end, I discounted his meal for my rude behavior, which my boyfriend told me Richard never noticed and there was no more complaining from Richard. I got a pretty big tip and three phone numbers. I only messaged my boyfriend because he handed his to me instead of leaving it on the table with the tip. He asked me out for dinner, and I sent him a picture of two Krabby Patties and said, Dinner's on me. We've been dating for two years. I would just be like, where is this person getting all these gummy Krabby Patties from? I'm not gonna lie, I've had some gummy Krabby Patties before, but it's like, why do you have an on-demand supply of all of these gummy Krabby Patties? Also, I'm kind of wondering, is Richard still around in like the friend group of OP's boyfriend? Apparently, Opie's boyfriend said that Richard acted like that all stunned because he had never had a hot girl put him in his place like that, and probably that combined with everybody bursting out laughing at him. I don't know, maybe it uh, reset some of his internal software. I just, I can't imagine Richard wants to hang out much more considering that their friend got with OP after that. Just imagine knowing one of your best friends is with somebody you are super embarrassed to be around. Just a little awkward. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 